You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 292nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in the Time Tunnel in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, it is here. It's back. Road season. I am so excited. <laughs> I uh, I have been waiting if, two, maybe two and a half long months uh, mm-hmm. since the road season ended for it to begin again. And the training races are on, you guys, and I, I can't be more excited. Yeah, I could definitely tell it in your voice, Spencer. And there is obviously so much to talk about. We're going to get to training camps, Tour Down Under, and other great road cycling. We'll be talking about Hooger Hyde and the final Cross World Cup, including our predictions for the Cross World Championships. Naturally, we have a ton of gravel conversation to be had. And then we'll jump into Parent Corner maybe a little bit. Other great things that have been sent our way. And as always, emails and ask hashtag ask slow rides. It is a full week. Little guy, where do you want to start? You're a little late to the podcast today, so I'm just going to swing it over to you. Oh, interesting. So little guy, what do you want to talk about? Well, I really want to know uh, how the women, like how it came out in the women's race uh, at Hooger High oh, today. I heard like, it was who, so good. It was a great Yeah, race. I heard it was great too. Like who got first? Brand. Brand, brand what brand what what brand brand had to be what, had what? To be. uh i don't, I don't know what you're talking about how do you feel about second place worst what what do you mean worst that's the second best place you could be uh, at least tell me who got third can't what why can't you tell me well who got fourth yara oh okay cool yeah <laughs> that, was a, that was a strong bit <laughs> <laughs> it was worth wow. the effort. Seriously, the best bit ever. Come so, on. So, little guy, I, I just want to give you... Um, so, I'm going to write a review nope. to the Slow Ride Never will those three iTunes. names come come the way before. All right, write a review for me. Yep, How that was great. Do you want me to do, stretch it more? You want me to stretch it more? No, I just think that I carried it a lot. You know, I think I really carried the <laughs> you bit. You carried it. Yeah, Spencer I'm the one kinda, who came up with the bit. Spencer kind of interchanged a little bit. Okay, obviously, Hooger Hyde. Let's get into it. Listen to Brand. Takes the victory. Uh, in yep. In dramatic fashion, I got to say... Did you guys watch this race? I did. It, it, it was a very thrilling final. It was absolutely thrilling. It was a good race. So who won the World Cup? Uh, Amory Verst won the World Worst. Cup. Uh, with about, I don't know, maybe 100, 150 meters to go, Alvarado was leading the race, had just put in a massive attack massive. up the stairs, got ahead of Lucinda Brand, and uh, then proceeded to crash on the absolute last feature that you could have crashed on oh no and went f- yeah. from first to sixth and uh lost not only the race but the world cup overall yeah in one fell swoop That's for a amazing. second it looked like she might be able to get up and 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 challenge worst at least f- for yeah. you know for the world cup and then pick the bike up chain was off and that what was a horrible sad 
defeat. I mean, this reminds me a little bit of when I watched Georgia Gould lose the, what was it, the um, World Cup up in uh, New York State. Uh-huh. And it was going to be her only ever career World Cup win. And she flatted with like 100 yards to go to the finish. <laughs> and this kind of sounds like that with uh, um, Selena yeah. Alvarado. It was similar. So it was the, similar. the thing for Alvarado is that she's, what, 21 and she's crushed it this year. And yep. she'll probably win the next nine World Cups. Well, and yeah. She won a possibly. ton of actual World Cup races. She won the yeah. U23 overall. So she still gets... Uh, a UCI World Cup <laughs> leaders series yeah. jersey uh, oh, okay. for the season. That's for, that's for training purposes only, I think. Now, since she'll be just racing the elites. Yeah, a little bit of a consolation prize there, um, but uh, it was a and really not, bang them up race the whole yeah. way through. Too, like leads yeah. were changing, attacks were happening, brand crashed uh, pretty spectacularly, um, and then comes back to to pull off the victory in uh, in that dramatic fashion. So it was a great race. Highly, highly recommended. Um, and uh, Son of Kant, uh, looking actually really, really good coming into a week out from Worlds. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just really, really going to be hard to make these now, picks uh, later in that podcast. You guys are the experts here. I really only know Katie Compton and Eva Lechner, friend of the podcast, friend of the 2013 Louisville phone party. Um, can you tell me? There was like this little drama in the world of cyclocross. The pharmacist was the pharmacy benefactor there because I, I, I recall that there's a doper that's now back to racing again, and a lot of the women's field was not very happy about this. Was she back? Yeah, uh, she was back yesterday. She wasn't. At so the she world didn't race in the World Cup. I don't think. No, okay. she won't be at World Championships, right? So she will not. Okay. No, never mind. But she Next. did manage to pull out a second place in the race on Saturday, which was. Uh, a pretty good result, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, after not racing not the all worst. year, uh, you, it's not the worst. It's second, uh, first loser. So did yeah. she go to like a like when I go to CVS? I mean, I I mean maybe I'll have to sh- switch to Walgreens. But when I go to CVS, I never get the fast stuff. I just get yeah. blood thinners. Which, by know, the way, do you guys do you guys think I need a TUE for blood thinners? Hmm. Uh, I don't know how that would help you. All right, so if we have anybody just, that can investigate this, do I need to fill out a TUE for Dirty Kanza when I'm on I the back of the I don't the think Canada? it's a USA Cycling event, Tim, so oh, I think okay. you're okay. Yeah. All right, so. That, we could, we'll get into that later, Tim. We'll uh, get into the yeah. whole governing body get, thing. All right, so men's side of Hoogerhide. Vanderpool obviously wins two on arts, second, Eli Azerbeet in third. Gentlemen, anything you want to talk about there before we get to the good stuff? Uh, You know... It was kind of the usual. It was a good race. It stayed together for a while. It was kind of fun, but you knew it was going to happen. And when Vanderpool mm-hmm. attacked, it was it was mighty as ever. Was it? I want to I want to talk about the real estate opportunities, you guys, on this course. They just put in <laughs> it looks like a bunch of new condos. Yeah. That overlook the course with balconies right over the course. And I think um, we need to snag one of those, man. I mean, that's yeah. that's an Airbnb dream right there. That's. So, little yeah, guy, no. in a in an Airbnb setup. So you're thinking we should buy real estate on the Hoogerhide course, get a nice condo, and then put it up in Airbnb and rent it out. Wouldn't that defeat the purpose of actually owning something in Hoogerhide is for this one day a year? Well, I bet Hoogerhide's nice the rest of the year, and you could just ride around the track and and feel uh, cool. No, yeah, it would obviously. But I mean, I I was this is the first race I've ever seen where there was 
uh, new rental construction right on course. Well, it is the, um, you know, this is what happens when the World Cups expand. Now we're going to have 16 condo opportunities around the world. Yeah, that'd be do quite th- the portfolio of real estate. Do you think Jingle Cross, <laughs> they would sell out those uh, those condos there at the Johnson County Fairgrounds in Iowa City, Iowa? Where would they put it? Up on top of the hill? Or do you think just sort of right above the pig uh, barn or whatever? I don't know. Oh, well, the world of Psych Cross is so exciting. Um, let's check in uh, a little bit later when we do some of our Psychocross predictions for the World Championships. But guys, I do want to get into gravel talk. Obviously, every media in the entire world is um, now just pivoting to gravel, to the fact yeah. that they're covering random small races in California that, that you know, like the, the articles are like, all oh, these top women racers are there. And it's like, yeah, but they all live within... 45 miles of this, you know, kind of training race. Gravel is here to stay. Let's start with Larpiette or whatever, the UCI world champion, like the president of UCI saying that there'll probably be a gravel world championships. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, Thrilled. I'm super thrilled about it. I cannot uh, cannot wait. I am absolutely with you here, Spencer. I think the Slow Ride podcast should take the stance and just be the just the real cheerleaders for the UCI taking over to gravel. What could oh, possibly yeah. like, let's really just go all in on this. Like the ultimate heel move of just being like, Hey, you know what? UCI, they know what's best for cycling. Let's just, let's just do a gravel <laughs> world championship. Absolutely. And they're going to have the gr- best gravel series out there with the Trobo, Leon, Perry, Roubaix, Strata, Bianc, yeah. all these races, as we announced last week. And you, uh, you know, you said the UCI would have some sort of announcement in the coming week and they did. Uh, so just another shot called here on the slow ride podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we're all, we're all for it. Um, I'm buying in big gravel I'm, is, uh, they've got their hands in my yeah, pockets so, and, uh, I can't, I can't argue. Some people would be saying that we're selling out, but actually we're buying in because what's important here <laughs> is that, you know, dirty Kansas, look, we're, we're happy to go. That's fine. But the three of us know that is not the true world championships of gravel cycling because that is wherever the UCI says it is. Um, mm-hmm. Very excited about this, and you know what? If if Lifetime wants to step up their game, they can go into the uh, they can get sanctioned. Dial up our friends at USA Cycling. Let's get this thing going. Um, and as a caveat of that, we we talked a little bit about um, Tim Johnson holding a gravel cycling summit of sorts in Bentonville, Arkansas, which apparently is the center of the cycling universe. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, like, good, good for Tim to go out there as the, you know, the representative of the UCI here in America and taking on uh, as part of the USAC and, and getting those events into, um, you know, the USA Cycling family. Can I tell you sure, why yeah, we need the sure. USA Cycling? I, let, I would love to hear this. Let yeah. me tell you yeah, why. That's so, I'd like to know. So we got an email. We got an email. I have also talked to four people that went down to Miami for a, a race there called the Sugar Cane 200 in Palm Beach County. So kind of based in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to go out on the 200. This is going to go out on the, um, the levee walls next to the Everglades all the way into the Sugar Cane fields. Now, a lot of people don't know this about Florida. But we're like the number one state for Sugar Cane. U.S. Sugar, Big Sugar runs things on there. They can say whatever they want to call it. Big sugar up in Arkansas. Let me tell you a little something. The big sugar is down in South Florida. <laughs> and here's the deal. Okay. Yeah. Glad the, you cleared that up. The promoter of this race goes out. He's gravel enthusiast and fights all, invites all his friends on Strava, creates a nice website registration. It's like 80 to $140 a race, depending on if you want to do the hundred or the 200. 
Wowzers. Flies in Ted King. I know Amanda yeah. Nauman of the Grodio podcast was there. Tons of people are coming down to this thing. Um, people from Philly, people from the Midwest. I mean, they, it I, is, they it had is a lot of people. to argue with a, a, a race, a gravel race in Miami in January. Like that. Yeah. Like if you're going to do a training camp gravel race, mm-hmm. this is where you go. Ideal. It's fantastic. Yeah. So 140 bucks. You're like, oh, and the roads down there. I've ridden some of these levee walls. The fantastic. The night before they get contacted by the water management district, which for people that don't know, the water management district is really the government that runs things in Florida. They're the only government organization that Disney has to submit plans to for when they expand. Disney has the entire state in its back pocket, except the water management district. You don't mess with these people. Well, okay. they didn't get a permit. So they were going to charge $130, $140, fly Ted King down, various other pros. I know Jeremiah Bishop was there. Going to go do this ride. They didn't get a permit. And then, so they're like, oh, well, we're, we're dropping it from 200 miles to 150 Okay. Then the race happens and like a farmer from Big Sugar shows up and is like, I don't want you on my roads because it's like a there's the water management district. There's also the federal land that they're crossing and they didn't have any permits or any of this. And then it happens that the next day was the gladiator <laughs> gravel ride, which is going to be the next gravel ride on the kind of same course. So they just okay. got outright canceled on Sunday. Now, I understand that I'm kind of paraphrasing a lot of the things here, but what's very important here is. Don't charge money for your event if you have to get a permit from the federal government or maybe, I don't know, Big Sugar or the Water Management District. How embarrassing. So, hang on. Don't charge money for your event if you don't have those permits lined up. Yeah. Like, you're going to fly these people down. You're trying to make this like a legitimate event. And then, whoops. You mean I have to get a permit to go on federally <laughs> protected land? Right? I mean, like they, it's, it's a big it seems So maybe yeah. USA Cycling is a good thing here because USA Cycling would be like, well, do you have your permits? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it right now. Sugarcane 200, not going to be on the UCI World Gravel calendar after this snafu. Mm. Yeah, that's Probably. a Like there's farmers showing up with guns and the sheriff, like they called the sheriff department to be like, get off my land. I mean. Like you can't Wait, do that. Why? Why are these? All right. Why? I don't understand. So, these roads are like little guy. It's called roads? private land, and you're riding yeah. your bike on it. You <laughs> might want to get it private checked. Land. Okay. I just didn't know they were actually going over private private land. I thought they were just well, like so roads. How roads. how many people? <laughs> how many people do you think actually event? go out into the sugar fields, little guy? Like I think it's one of these things that not happens that often, except gators. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you have a hundred people riding bikes. They're going to be like, get the hell off my land. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, they're a bunch of landowners with guns. That's kind of what I expect them to do. But I just was confused about the uh, legality of it. What do you got, That that would actually matter. Spencer, sorry to interrupt there earlier. I was just getting a little hot under my collar. No, I was just trying to figure out uh, how many people were on this actual event. Um, But it sounds like about 100 or so. I think so. Um, That's what I've heard. And there's a lot of... So I can see why when you run the course recon a couple of times with like couple of your buddies and it's two or three guys riding around a farmer doesn't care but when a hundred people are riding past or you have a website does care and you know you're like taking money i think there's a difference right there's a fine line it's like can you imagine dirty kansas 
the first probably one or two years, not that big of a deal because you're out there in the middle. But can you imagine if all of a sudden a thousand people show up to Emporia one day and people are like, what's going on here? And they're just, ah, you know, just riding. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a, I think as soon as you charge money, you then therefore should be liable for everything that happens, including probably you want to get some insurance and permits and all that. Like, it's just, it's yeah, so I'm, weird. I'm curious about the insurance part of it because, um, yeah, it's tough to argue that you're just having a fun ride if you charge people $140 to do it. Which yeah, that's not fun. It is a bargain compared to some of these other gravel events, but... Um, well, you know, I don't still- know. So, <laughs> Do you think it's a bargain? Because $240 I mean, the, for Kansas uh, all of a sudden seems like a pretty darn good deal because we're getting lots of things. Like, you know, the, yeah. there's a whole town that's supporting you. You're not going to get, like, probably guns and like the sheriff's department called on you it just seems a little weird man anyway it's a it's it's a it's an unprofessional promoter is what it seems like to me uh who hopefully learned some lessons and um you know we'll see how the event does uh next time it happens if it does um but uh yeah i uh, hope it works i mean look we used to put on these types of races and it was 120 dollars. i apologize it wasn't 140 i just double checked but anyway so here's my question to you guys. Has gravel cycling on January 26, 2020 already jumped the shark? <laughs> Is the year of gravel cycling already over? Is this just the start of what we're going to see? Well, clearly these yeah. farmers have not been reading Vela News because they're not up on the biggest, hottest, newest trends uh, of 2020, which is gravel cycling, all gravel, all the time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get, start getting reviews in Vela news of like, you know, different gravel roads and, and <laughs> how they ride and what, you know, the suppleness. And if you need a, you know, a steel bike or a tie bike or what kind of suspension you need on your seat post for that particular, uh, size of gravel. Um, you know, that's, so, that's the granular level I'm looking forward to well, uh, in 2020. Do you, we got to check in with our friends over at the Grodio. Um, because is there like an official designation of, you know how, like when it hails outside, it's like, Oh, it's pea side uh-huh. hail. And then, Oh, baseball size hail. What else is it? You know, like there's, yeah you know, there's golf different ball, yeah. golf ball. Like there's different. Yeah. What is the nomenclature for gravel? So there's pea gravel, I'm assuming. Right. Is there yeah. just like sharp ass rocks? You shouldn't ride your bike over, you know, or like, how do they do it? Like, I, how do they designate this? This is actual. Yeah, as far as question. I know, you've, you've got I mean, the I'm, really fine kind of gravel. You've got gravel, gravel, and then you've got like baby heads. And I think that's about all the options you have as far as a rocky road is concerned. Ah, nice, man. I well, can definitely use some ice cream. There's a lot of info on the internet. It seems to be a numbered system. Oh, so there is an actual system. I'll imagine that. Well, I mean, you can buy gravel, so yeah. So oh, well. gravel's here. It's all around us. The UCI is, we're, we're welcoming the UCI to bring some standards yeah. into this. Um, yeah, little guy, uh, don't tell the UCI that they can buy gravel, actually. Maybe keep that <laughs> under your hat. <laughs> all right, I'll keep so, it. I'll keep it. And we just okay. have um, disasters of races, but let's get to the fun stuff, guys. Okay. Let's get to the next thing before we get into kind of road racing. We got a sweet hashtag AskSlowRide from a friend of the podcast, um, Michael Stone. And I believe he's up in Edmonton or Winnipeg. I don't know. I get him mixed up. But anyways, <laughs> he tweets us, the Move podcast starring Lance Armstrong and George Hincapie. 
are headlining a cycling tour in Mallorca in September 2020. Mm-hmm. Only 12 spots available. You get six nights, five days of riding with Lance and George, all accommodations, meals, bikes, and more taken care of for only $30,000. Oh. Oh. Well. <laughs> that is three zero. Zero 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 thirty thousand yeah. dollars, gentlemen. I just hope there's still twelve spots available, because <laughs> I, I'm going straight to the website, baby. Yeah, you and all your friends uh, can can ride with those guys. So, and you know, I just did the quick math. That's three hundred and sixty thousand dollars in entry fees for twelve people. Did, they're putting Kansas to shame. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to have um, uh, permits. Oh, wait, no, not because it's public roads, which then gets me to my next part, guys. <clears throat> Should we just go to Mallorca, find an Airbnb uh-huh. or some, you know, it's a pretty small island last time I checked. Yeah, we can not huge. Probably just find them riding around, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, there's only a few good routes. Um, there's a nice, nice climb up to a, a light tower that a lot of people do. So I think we can go do that. Um, the lighthouse. Um, you know, they'll probably be making that route. Um, it's a good 90 miles. We get some good cans of training too. Do you think this, Oh yeah. do you think that this includes, do you think that the $30,000 includes a flight there? Oh no. Come oh on. no. Come on. No. But, so it's just no, the lodging. No, no, no. I imagine. Yeah. I haven't read the fine details, Tim. Uh, don't, don't actually ask me, but if I were, uh, if I were hosting this, I would be, uh, not including flights because I don't know where you're coming from or what your schedule is or whatever. But I do think you could get there for a couple hundred bucks and get another, get an Airbnb for a couple hundred bucks and basically just start sucking wheel on this ride. And you know, you're at that point you're making money, you know? All right. I'm just going to throw this in the old, uh, number generator (laughs) just to see how much it would cost for me to fly to Mallorca because I'm thinking we could actually make this work, guys. Um, oh, yeah. But I want to know, like, okay. $30,000, six nights, that's $5,000 a day to hang out with. Jo- I mean, I would love to hang out with George and Cappy. It'd be fantastic. Actually, he's going to be at Dirty Kansas. We already know this. You, mm-hmm. Guys, you, we could fly. I could fly there from Orlando for about 700 bucks. is what I'm showing in September. Uh-huh. That's not too Deal. bad. Like, no, I think you need to do this. I think you need to make this happen. Yeah. Like, what's the... I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, why Why do you got to pay $30,000? Well, um... <laughs> Blood bags, man. Oh, yeah. Maybe the uh, maybe that's included as well. I'm assuming the blood bags are included. Oh. I, I, would, I would hope so, because I'm not going to make it up some of those climbs with, uh, <laughs> with those guys. I'm going to need some assistance, so... Um, you know, this could be a really good use of $30,000 just to troll them. Like halfway through, you got your video crew with you and you're just like, Hey, let's, let's like, can I get the, can I get the brown paper bag? Like, where's the motorcycle, man? Like where's the jiffy bag? Where, yeah. Where's the jiffy bag? I need some help. Yeah. So if, if I'm doing the math right, it's going to be, so three spots for the three of us, we're going to need at least three, four cameramen. Uh, we're going to need another one for a producer, uh, one for a gaffer. Um, so we're filling up most yeah, we need of a roadie. spots. We so need, far. we need the guy that's going to be our muscle too, to, to get us out of yeah. a tight jam. So I'm nominating right. John Senum. He works at UPS. He can definitely throw some Perfect. people around. So <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I think he's we can the, do this. He's our, he's our moderator on the, but, uh, on the old Facebook group. So that, uh, he's got the muscle. Yeah. He knows how to throw and people Anybody out. else, 
Any any spots that we can't fill with production staff for the uh, black and white film we're going to make out of this, um, we need to carefully, and I can't stress this enough, carefully curate who those last few slots go to. We cannot have just a, uh, a Michael Matthews or someone on this ride. Like We need to make sure uh, that these are star quality A-list celebrities on this ride. So what are you thinking? <laughs> Yeah, what's what's your what's like? Your are you here? talking like like a mainstream celebrity like Jeff Foxworthy? Oh, yeah. Or I mean, what what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thinking uh, you're, Dunham, but. you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, you know, I, I mean, um, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Costner. Um, oh. Those are really good. I mean, Costner would be good because he could just get back into his moment from uh, American Flyers. Mm-hmm. That'd be sure. I, I do like this idea. Are you guys shocked by the $30,000 ticket price? No. Lance is obviously a scumbag. Makes sense. I was thinking I mean, maybe 10000 <laughs> I could understand. Ten to fifteen. I was I was shocked. And then I thought about it for a moment and I was not shocked anymore. <laughs> and I sort of have that reaction over and over again every time that I think about it. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it makes sense. He's kind of going to bilk people out of their money. It's what he's famous for, and then I'm, and then I get shocked again when I think about it uh, a little deeper. So I'm a, I go, I'm a flip flopper on this one. When you think about what, what a, what do, what do rich uh, super dentists pay for normal <laughs> Mallorca one week training well, camps? You know, they might spend ten, ten thousand yeah. dollars to like fly there, lodging, that food, is a very all good the point. deal, that is bikes. So like for. You know, you know, you're just throwing in the blood bag and lance for twenty grand, basically. God, God, I, you, you're, you're how, not just buying just say, like, a week. You're buying am- a friendship. How amazing! <laughs> can I for life? I mean, yeah. guys, I'm digging into this a little bit more. Um, it does say, and let me quote here. It says, "All accommodations, meals, bikes, and more, and more being the key here." Mm-hmm. I, I really do think there's a chance that you're going to get some blood bags out of this. Oh yeah, I mean, it's going to be a whole ride like a pro 2005 <laughs> experience. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, guys, speaking of pros, we do need to get into some uh, tour down under talks. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, uh, but beforehand, let's check in with friend of the pod, Michael Matthews. This is Mitch Stocker, and you're listening to The Slow Ride Pod. Once again, we are brought to you, us, brought to you by our good friends at Works with the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Head on over to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP. We got a fantastic shout out from friend of the pod, Jesse Reince. In Minnesota, the winner of the GIF contest that we held a little while ago, Jesse has already unboxed his Works Power Cleaner. He's talking about bringing it over to Worlds in a few in next week. Nice, but there you go. Yeah, and that is once again, you yeah. go to yourcleanbike.com for a Hydro Shot Power Cleaner. Use the promo code Gear Up. The best way to clean your bike. Yes. And of course they're offering all kinds of other equipment there as well. Now, uh, all for that same great deal. Uh, things like the, uh, 
uh, the sidekick portable work table. This is one you can easily throw in the back, uh, in the trunk of your car, take it with you to the mountain bike race or the, uh, the whatever event triathlon, uh, gravel grinder that you're doing and, uh, have a little station to be able to kind of prep all your, uh, P- PB and J's and everything <laughs> you're bringing with you in your, in your, uh, frame bag. Um, and, uh, you know, as well as the, uh, the portable light system, um, which is, Super good because when it's going to take you 12 or 15 <laughs> hours to finish Dirty Kansas and you know you're finishing after after dark, you're going to want those lights. Uh, <laughs> I, li- I like the gap uh, there, 12 to 15 hours. I hope we're even <laughs> under 17. Um, yeah. We'll be lucky. A wide range of products over at yourcleanbike.com from our friends at Works. Use the promo code GEARUP yes. to save 15%. Yeah. And Tim, we are also brought to you this week by our good friends over at Whoop. Uh, who are back, back with a vengeance. Uh, it is time. I am uh, in the middle of, you know, my planning uh, for my training for this year. Uh, and so I am really starting to think about fitness and recovery. You're already, and- you're already, you're already planning your training. You're plan- are you planning? You're thinking about it. Is the key here? Oh yeah, baby. January first. So I started January first. My resolution was to start planning. Uh, my training well, it's all, for 2020 it's, by March 1st. So I it's all the baby steps and yeah, and I've what, got a little time still, but I am working on it. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to wait till the last minute. And the so, key to training but, is clearly getting your rest and knowing what's happening, right? Oh yeah. I am resting my way to fitness. Um, and the whoop, uh, 3.0 strap is helping me do that. And, uh, with its integrated app and its heart rate monitor and its sleep tracking, it is actually really doing a great job of letting me know where I am, (laughs) how far off the mark I am and, uh, and how much further I need to go to get where I need to be, uh, to do 200 miles in, uh, in just a few short months, you guys, we find Uh, out tomorrow if we're in dirty Kansas, Spencer. So I hope the whoop, uh, I hope your whoop um, analysis of your sleep tonight well, is going <laughs> to help you get through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The big if, if anyone else is in the same boat as me, and they can head over to whoop.com, throw one of those uh, 3.0 straps in your cart. They are free. And then sign up for a 12 or 18 month subscription. Use the code WAP when you're checking out uh, and you'll save yourself 15%. Oh, fantastic. Also, quick shout outs. <laughs> To Grimper Brothers Coffee, head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out about our two fantastic blends from our friends at Grimper. And if you need chamois cream the way that Spencer and I will for 200 miles oh of God. gravel riding in dirty Kansas, look, you're not going to need any because you're dropping out at like mile 20. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm going to have to walk 20 miles back and that's chamois going to rub a lot. So, so I think I should probably Tim, still use the chamois cream. I have a question, Tim. Yeah, yeah. If little guy has a mechanical at mile 20, yeah, yeah. as we yeah. all expect. Well, I think there's going to be a roller do, derby prediction on when his mechanical is going to happen. Well, I'm sure. super pumped about that. I have let's, no idea what bike I'm going to ride. That's the best part. I'm still, I'm still planning that. Let's just get to the crux of this, Tim. If he DNFs at mile 20, is our responsibility then only to get to mile 21? I was just, or do we have I, I was to just do working the, the math through my head. Um, uh, we will need nice. to go to the big board on that one. Survey says yes. And uh, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> so here's what you need to do. You go to Buckler, Buckler Skincare, bucklerskincare.com, and you look for the wide-angle podium Miracle Wap. It's the best yes. chamois cream 
in the biz. The tingle is the miracle. And with that, let's get back to the show. I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, we have a lot to talk about. We have some listener emails. We have some reviews. But first, I want to tell you guys, I had the great privilege to sit down with Scott Diedenbach of the Bike Shop CX podcast, one of my favorites on the Wide Angle Podium Network, for the debut episode of the Wide Angle Podium Green Room, where we are get we got together and we were talking a lot about bike shop customers. Because Scott and I both used to own a bike shop. So we went through the worst kind of customers that you have. And it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So check it out. It's in the parts bin feed of the Wide Angle Podium on wherever you get your podcasts. I'm doing this outside the Premlap because I want you all to just take a moment, look it up on the parts bin. I had a ton of fun. Scott and I just decimated classic bike shop customers. <laughs> it was a ton of fun and I can't wait to do it again. And I'm hoping other hosts of the various shows of the Wide Angle Podium get together and uh, do some uh, random... Uh, Two by twos would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, you'll be happy to know I walked into a bike shop uh, this evening, 15 minutes before they closed. And I got to tell you, just before I even say anything, the looks on everyone's face of why is this guy coming in? Well, they saw your beard. They saw your beard. So you're like, oh, he's looking for a quill stem. I don't have a much of a beard, but I, I got out of there quick. I got out of there by uh, five minutes to closing, but still, just the looks on their faces was worth it. What what did you go in for? I uh, I was in the neighborhood, so I popped in uh, to see if I could find any used candy brakes that had some nice looking brake pads on them and buy them because that's my th- that's my jam. I'm not going to buy brake pads ever again. It's my goal. I'm just going to buy candy brakes that have brake pads on them. <laughs> that's a oh, noble Spencer, goal. Spencer, we are so good for cats. So I am not worried. All right, um, uh, I'm going to so have enough brake pads. Let's get into it. So we got a sweet review this week. Great stuff. Five stars from the five hundred three. But hey, this is aimed at the dude in the present who is listening to the episodes in the past up to the present. (laughs) If in the future you hung into this point and it's like 2025, let us know if you miss Coach Tim. Well, that's kind of morbid. Or Or maybe Coach Tim returned. Who knows? This whole going into the past to work your way to the future is so confusing. I mean, thanks for the five star review. I like to think that maybe Coach Tim isn't around anymore, but I don't want to think about that, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, Coach Tim uh, only comes out in certain occasions, so I think that's more what he's referring to it's, rather than. Uh, it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Hey guys, since the tour of Oman has now officially been canceled, I figured you might have some free time on your hands in the time frame of February 11th yeah. to the 16th. Might I recommend the documentary "Wonderful Losers" to fill some of that? I realize that as Sven Tuff fans and authorities on all things cultural cycling culture you've probably already seen it but i can't remember hearing any review on the pod if you haven't seen it yet i think it's worth the watch would love to hear what you guys think about it thanks for all the good work josh a friend of the pod in utah well josh thanks for hitting us up gentlemen have either of you seen the wonderful losers no but but it does look good i am i should watch it I, I have not. I will make a commitment that I will try to watch this um, pretty soon because it was the official Lithuanian entry 
into the 91st Academy Awards for the Best Foreign Language Film and Best Documentary. Yeah. And if it has Sven Tuft in it, I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch it, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I'll watch it. All right. We'll, 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 we'll try to we'll watch have it. A, yeah, we'll have a full review up uh, eventually here. This is good. I'm I'm stoked. I didn't I didn't even you know to be perfectly honest. I didn't even know it was there. So I'm am all about it. All right, let's get into our next email. This one comes in from Ryan Fisher. First, he wanted to talk a little bit about um, his favorite piece of uh, cycling accessory, and it's one of those little uh, SRS fenders that goes on the back of your seat oh, post. Yeah. You guys, of yeah. course, know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, twenty dollars. He had his for 15 years and it finally broke. I still have the first one I ever bought in 2002. Is the plastic fender that mounts to your seat post from SRS, is that the most basic and awesome bike accessory? I mean, for $20, that's a banging deal to last that long. Yeah, but did it keep his butt dry? Because those things never seem to keep oh, my butt dry. Mine always keeps my I mean, oh, I absolutely how big of a butt them, do you personally. have? Like, do you know where to, this thing covers basically the whole wheel? No, it doesn't. I, I, I actually hate those things. But you know, wow, because you <laughs> you're a full fender guy. You want the full fender. I'm box. a full fender guy. I want a fender that actually fully doesn't spray up on me. I the my, with yeah. the clip-ons, I feel like you always get a little residual spray here and there, or you get the spray on your feet. Yep. I don't need that. Uh, just, clip-ons. The clip-ons are great because on a group ride, you stay dry <laughs> and no one else does, and it's it's just it's wonderful. I think it's it's very important to note that this is not one of those little ass saver things that you roll up underneath your seat that yeah, you know, yeah, some pro yeah. teams have right, that yeah, are only no, like three inches. I mean, this on. is a sizable fender that keeps me dry. I okay. look, I'm shocked that it does not keep you no, dry. I'm, here, I got I I got two complaints. One, does yours have not holes enough. in it? Like what? no, no, no. They they're good <laughs> Did for you find it used and it was broken. No, no. Here's my my main complaints. I don't feel like it's enough coverage. Eventually, if it's rainy enough, you're going to get wet. And and two, um, if you're getting on and off your bike at all more than one or two times, at some point you're going to kick it, and then you're going to break it, or it's going to swing around a lot on you, and it's annoying. I, full fenders, man, full fenders. But Ryan, as the as the only person that would ever ever show up on any of our old group rides with fenders, I think I am the no, authority. I brought fenders because, like Spencer said, I would always stay dry, and I'd go to the front. All right. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan also sent us the tweet. We did see it make its way around. Each year on the windiest day of the year, the Dutch Headwind Cycling Championships take place on the Oostersled Curran Storm Surge Barrier. Over 200 competitors ride the eight and a half kilometer course against 100 kilometer an hour winds on upright single speed bikes. And there's a YouTube video of it. It is amazing. There's it's a lot really of amazing. there's a lot of paper boying going on. Um, there's a lot of people trying to do the old uh, tuck uh, arrow tuck. But 100 kilometer an hour winds, that's like 66 miles an hour. I'm pretty sure I would just walk. Yeah. Well, the reporters walking along next to them sort of are going fast. Bring that point home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look like they're having an easier time. Or so. I would just turn around and go the other way. I mean, maybe that's the way, right? Like you guys are doing it all backwards. You got to, I got to think the key to this is if you're on a single speed upright bike, uh, is getting the gearing just absolutely right. Like you got to nail the gearing. Like you need whatever gear they have on the artisanal dance bikes. 
Yeah, Pretty like light. The, the, the one by one of the UCI championships. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the other thing I don't understand. Um, why is it eight and a half kilometers long? I mean, I'm pretty sure you get your point made like 200 meters into this. Like, all right, that was cool, guys. Yeah. It's very windy today. I, I am not enjoying <laughs> riding my bike. Eight and a half, yeah. just a little bit too long. But thanks for the shout, Ryan. Fantastic. We've got a hashtag ass slow ride from friend of the pod, Nate Chineco. The tour down under is going on at the same time as the Australian Open. Let's say that the organizers got confused and they accidentally registered cyclists in tennis. Who would win the Australian Open from our cycling peloton? Huh. Oh. This is this is a slam dunk. I mean slam dunk, really. I, I I absolutely know who would win this, but I want to hear what you guys have uh huh. on the docket. I I'll question. go first. I mean, I'm just gonna right, throw go it out. Uh Former world champ uh, Alejandro Valverde clearly oh. would win for a variety of reasons, but mostly because <laughs> he's old enough to have played tennis several times, right? Like, so I'm I'm going just off the math of he spends a lot of time on his bike, but he's also <laughs> the so. oldest person in the peloton by now that he probably has the likelihood to have the most experience playing mm. tennis. Maybe hanging out with Nadal. Nadal's also from Spain. World champion, world champion. Maybe they hang out. Maybe he got some connects. I, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Alejandro right. Valverde, and I'm willing to bet right. he would be a straight set victor. Huh. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go with our boy Mitch, man. Mitch Docker's going to take it. He, he's, he's got that handball thing going on, or wall ball or something weird over there in Girona. So, um, yeah, I bet he could he could transfer it to the to the racket. I don't, Interesting. I, I would say that may only and knock the on hair. The, no, no, the hair's gone. If, That's well, like, I know the hair's gone now, but if he grows it back, he could do. I'm sure he would love dressing up like Andre Agassi. If he had the hair still, out I would there and smash it. I would give him a lot of points, but Doing I mean, Canon commercial. Mitch, here's Mitch the, and Lachlan Morton did it for a great cause, shaving their head. But Mitch, oh, you yeah. got to grow it back, my man. Oh, I'm sure that's part I'm of the plan. Sh- I'm sure it's coming um, back. Al, you guys like Valverde? That's a good pick. Mitch is also a decent pick, but um, unfortunately, you're both wrong uh, because the clear winner uh, of a cycling, you uh, not U.S. Open, but a <laughs> uh, tennis match would be Bling Matthews. Like it has oh, to be why? because he's got the style, he's got the panache. He's he's gonna have the short shorts. You know he's got barbecue shoes that he's just waiting to show off the white tennis shoes. Yeah. Um he's definitely the only guy in the Peloton that's got full white shoes already. Do you um, think he'd be like so the bad boy of tennis? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna pull the shirt off, pull the polo off. People are like, you know, what is this tattoo? World champion. Oh man, he's so good. He's gonna do the full soccer knee slide into the corner. It's it's going to be amazing. I would pay and, money uh, to go see Michael Matthews crush it at the Australian Open. He's a worthy champion. Yeah. You know? All right. I, I'll give you that. That'd be, uh, that'd be fun to see. Hash slow ride. Hashtag ask slow ride from Evil Kniper, friend of the pod. Is Femke van den Dresche good to race again? I'm sure she used a Belgian mechanic on her e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> i see i see what he's going for there and i don't think that's do you, how it do you works, want to connect but, the dots uh for our listeners uh i mean i think this is the old uh i mean it's gonna be the newest old uh oldest excuse in the book of the dutch pharmacist um or the belgian pharmacist yeah it's gonna be great um you know you, you're 
your suspension reduced to six months for anything, anything you want. But um, Femke was the woman that had the motor in her bike, right? Yes. Yes. I just, you know, As we all you obviously just need to know a lot about aware. cycling if you're listening to the podcast to know that that is yeah, the yeah. motor doper. So, so uh, speaking of motors, Tim, we got a bunch of uh, a ton, just a ton of asks, uh, slow ride hashtags about, and I just need to mention, it's not really a question, but a bunch of uh, uh, messages about Anthony Clark's El Camino and how yeah. amazing it is. And I don't know if you guys have been following along with this on Instagram. It is, he's posting like a hundred stories a day about all the work he's doing. It's extremely impressive. This thing was an absolute pile when he got it and it is actually looking pretty nice. Now, uh, I'm excited to see the finished project and, uh, glad to see he's doing something with his time since he can't, uh, be racing as much. I need to check it out. It sounds like I, yeah, or, I, I guess I'm not out. shocked that he has an El Camino. So, it's little guy. Let me just put it this way for you. He ran uh, a full stack exhaust up through the bed of the pickup <laughs> uh, as a straight stack. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, it's very good. It's worth checking out. Uh, and that's, that's all I have for, for that's, that. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all you got. I, I've been following it intensely uh, as a, as a fellow Vanagon owner uh, with little guy. Um, you know, the projects seem to never end and uh, it is, inspiring to see someone work on an old crappy car and actually get things done and make it running it's it's possible right it is nice to know even if it's not your preferred (laughs) auto that that if you just you just put a little time aside and a little elbow grease um you can you can do it it. they're pretty simple machines yeah yeah ah so good jeff anderson emailed us holy crap there's a third sweek the Sweek brothers, Lawrence, Dieter, and Hendrick. What? Is he related? Where did this Hendrick come from? In the brothers competition, <laughs> doesn't three bros outrank the winning advantage of the Vanderpoles or the Arts? Why haven't we had this discussion yet, boys? FYI, in case no one noticed, but the other two Sweek brothers bailed out at the Belgian National Championships once they realized Lawrence was a lock for the win. Nice. So, did you guys know there's this a third Sweek? Uh, I did. I, I thought there was only I two. didn't. I didn't realize that. No. And I mean, there has to be some sort of season long competition, uh, where you, you know, where you take the placings of all the brothers and see who are the dominant brothers. And with a third brother in the mix, that yeah. does give the Sweeks a distinct advantage. Yeah. That feels a little like they're cheating, you know, the Ventor announced the Ertz, the Vanderpoles. I don't know if they should take that, you know? So Let me wrap up with one final email that we've got here. This one comes from Ryan Dotson. You may remember him. He was the gentleman that bought the Team EF bike. And he just shot us a quick note back. And he said, (laughs) also, this is a paraphrase, but at the very end, he says, also, my license plate on my Subaru is Team Car. Would be perfect (laughs) for buying an EF Team Car next year. Waves and rides off on his system sick. Okay. Two things. Congratulations on the awesome team car license plate. I love that. Um, I think more people need it's to. It's very do good. There's a friend of the podcast uh, um, here that has the Florida license plate. I believe it's 5311 Chupacabra that we see on Twitter all the time. Uh, so he has the uh-huh. 53 uh, X11 on uh, his, his minivan. For a while, when I lived in Minnesota, I actively was pursuing 
which by which I mean asking Sarah if we could <laughs> do this for our team for our car because we only had the one car. Uh-huh. This is after Saturn wagon. So okay, um, yeah. I wanted the Minnesota license plate that on one side said HGH, and on the other side of the state of Minnesota satellite it said EPO. Just so I could take it to the velodrome in Minnesota and just get a lot of weird looks. Like I, I felt that that would be the or like show up at the team, team parking lot of a race. Yeah, and people would be like, right. "Who's this guy with the HGH EPO license plate getting lapped in the Category Three race?" <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, you would have made some quick friends out there, but <laughs> the wrong friends. And then Sarah was like, "Absolutely not. That is a the stupidest thing you could possibly ever do." And you know, B, that's even stupider the more I think about it, that that's what you want to do. Uh, you know, she is your much better half for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I still think you should do it, though. I think it'd be great. <laughs> every every bike race you showed up at, it'd be effing hilarious. I don't know. So we are at that point in the podcast where we do need to get into the Cyclocross World Championships. I almost said gravel there, guys. But nope. The Cyclocross World Championships with our predictions. Where we have to wait another year. Where are we going to put our money where our mouth is? That's right. We're going to be going over to rollerderby.com where you can check it out. A member of the Wide Angle Podium Network, R O U L E U R Derby.com to place your bets. Gentlemen, we have the men's and the women's race coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. So, my question is. Who is going to win yep. the women's world championship? Uh, there's so many, yeah. so many choices. What um, do you guys know anything about the course? I don't know. <laughs> I believe it's relatively flat. If I'm thinking of the right course, it's in Switzerland. Uh, I saw a map. So I'm very neutral about it. Oh, interesting. Uh, well played. Uh, uh, well, it could be muddy. Then they seem to have some pretty muddy races over there. So. It's true. I believe it's supposed to rain at this point in time. The, okay. Uh, that's the forecast. So let me give My you the favorites according to the wisdom of the masses. Alvarado <laughs> is the, the hot favorite right now at three to two odds. And Marie Worst Obviously. at four to one. And Lucinda Brand five to one. And then Sane Khan in fourth. You have really? to go oh. quite a ways. And he just gives uh, Luke, the sidewalk bookie, gives us a 35 to one odds on an American taking the victory. Yeah. So it's kind of a four four person race for to win the women's cyclocross world championships, and I think I just I, I mean I'm just going to think it's Anne Marie worse to lose, right? It's a, I I don't know. I think I think I think I think I've been saying it. Sane's going to win. I think you do. Just yeah, she's just timing it. It's just coming up, and if it's a heavy course, like the fact that she got third today on such a fast course, which is not usually her best. Uh, her her best course, and 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 she still put in such a good race. I think if it was heavy and muddy, she would have just walked away with it today. And I think I think she's yeah she's got it. I all of all of my uh, soul wants to just put all of my money on Sana Kant, but <laughs> I don't think I can. I I want to desperately. I think she's timing it. As uh, she's going to be absolute peak next week, but I think that she's going to get beaten. And yeah. I think, and I, I, I can't believe that I am saying this, but I think Lucinda Brand is going to beat her. 
I think mm-hmm. Sana will be second. I think Lucinda Brand will win this. She was looking so dominant today, so confident in her attacks and her sprint. Uh, I don't. I I just don't see her losing. But what what about that attack that Alvarado did at the end there? Like if she hadn't hit that rut too hard, like she put so much speed L- at the top. Yeah, there. like she did. Lucinda was still there, and yeah. I think. I think she would roast her in the sprint. You know, what uh, I mean? all right. I I didn't think I, after seeing that uh, that turn of speed there, I thought, oh my god. Now, if Al, if Alvarado has any weakness, it is going to the line with somebody. That is yeah. uh, that is my right. take so, on so that. little guy but, has Sane. Uh, yeah. Spencer mm-hmm. has Brand. Yep, she's and learned how to turn I the bus. Worse. She's undefeatable. <laughs> there we go. All right. So um, the next is the men's race. Um, for what we've got. Mm-hmm. And what's important here is that Luke over at Roller Derby does the great job of just assuming that Matthew Vanderpool is going to be win. So who will finish second at the men's cyclocross world championships, i.e. Yes. <laughs> the real world champion? Because Matthew Vanderpool is just too damn good. So gentlemen, who is going to take it? Currently at two to one odds is Eli Iserby. Tune Arts at four to one, Lawrence Sweek at five to one, and Wout Van Art at eight to one. And he does throw in you can't you can assume that Matthew Vanderpool just gets second. You know, like maybe at sixteen to that one. It's possible. So who do you got? Who's gonna finish second at the men's cyclocross world championships? Uh I'm gonna go out on a limb. Merlier. Merlier's gonna finish second. Wow. wow. Going on the long shot. Is yeah, he even yeah. on the list? Yeah, he is at thirty to one. Yeah, yeah. He's he's okay. he's yeah, he made the team, just barely. Okay. Um that is that is a deep cut. I like <laughs> it. I I might even be going technically deeper, although the odds do not uh, suggest that. Yeah. I think we're gonna see a classic oh. Vanderpool versus Wout uh battle. Oh, I think Wout Van Aert will pull off the real world championship, which is second place behind Matthew. <laughs> I could see Wout going for it. That would be fantastic to see. And at eight to one odds, uh, not a too bad of a spend over at roller derby. Gentlemen, I am excited for Cycle cross world championships coming to us from Switzerland. Um, a friend of the podcast, Bill Sheikin of Cyclocross Radio is over there covering. So make sure you follow him on Instagram at CX hairs to get the latest photos. But, um, yeah, on my end, guys, what a wonderful episode. We dissected gravel. We welcome our new overlords you, uh, of the UCI. Are you not uh, are you not giving us a prediction? Yeah, who are you, who are you doing? I already said Lawrence Week. Oh, you did? No, I don't so, think you did. did. Okay. You think Sweek's got it. I'm, okay. I'm actually hedging bets. I'm doing Sweek and Wout Van Art, but I'm not going to get too far deep into it. But I'll, I'll take Sweek. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, Belgian <laughs> okay. national champ. All right. So That's a good pick. But yeah, so guys, with that, I think we should wrap up the show and get ready for a Cyclocross World Championships next week on the pod. So we'd like to thank all of our listeners. Make sure you email us at the Podcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pod. Ask us your questions on hashtag AskSlowRide. We'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesters Entertainment. We also want to thank our friends at Works for the HydroShot Power Cleaner and the family of tools you can get at yourcleanbike.com. Use the promo code GEARUP to save 15%. And WHOOP at WHOOP.com. Track your fitness and your sleep like Spencer's doing. 
mm-hmm. by using the promo code WAP for your membership to save some money on your, was it 12 and 16 month memberships? Fantastic deals all the yeah. way around. Uh, and t- with that, this Tim, real yeah, yeah. quick, uh, uh, related to that, I got on Zwift uh, yesterday for the first time in Just, a while. <laughs> I, uh, Just to hook up your, I'm not going to get into the blender. I'm not going to get into it. Not going to get into it right now, but uh, I just want to let you know real quick, I have bad news for you, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I already figured as much. I, yeah. I, I've been getting updates. Um, I Actually, Spencer, I haven't seen anything on Strava, so I just have this like uh, idea that you are secret training. <laughs> keep that, keep that <laughs> yeah, dream alive. Keep believing that. Yeah. All right. Even, Tim, let me tell you, even when uh, Spencer <laughs> lived here, in Minnesota with me and I would, we would go out on a training ride once or twice a weekend, maybe once during the week. Sometimes I would think maybe he secretly trains when he doesn't go out on rides with me, but then I would see the telltale signs of the water, the exact same level in the water bottle as when I dropped him off at his house at the end of that last ride. And I realized, nope, no secret training for Spencer. (laughs) Same water bottle. Same water bottles, same amount of you know water what? when he'd show up to the next ride. <laughs> oh dear God! Because he's a camel. We've been, we've been through this. He's a camel. So I'm uh, I'm disappointed that neither of you guys believe in miracles. <laughs> yeah, this thanks. is Ti- this is Tim in Orlando, 20- Florida. <laughs> this is Mad Minneapolis, and this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. And as always, emails and ask hashtag ask slow rides. It is a full week. Little guy, where do you want to start? You're a little late to the podcast today, so I'm just going to swing it over to you. Interesting. Uh, I guess we can start with gravel. I hear you have some uh, breaking, breaking news. You said you wanted to start with gravel. Well, I did, but I thought that maybe. Well, hang on. Now, I don't know. We literally just went through how we're going to start this. There's a, there's a, there was a whole thing you wanted to do, little guy, and he set you up for it. We can do it, but that's, I was trying to play with what Tim wanted. Okay. We got to go all the way back to the beginning and start this again. Little guy, clearly, this is like, I know I said, you want to talk about Hoogerhide. Just say you want to talk about Hoogerhide, and then I'll ask. No, but I was just like, where do you want to start? Because you had your whole bit. And then I had just said, like, we're going to do your bit, and then we're going to get into the gravel, yep, and then sure we're going to go back to Cross World Cup. All right. I heard I don't that think you want to talk about it. gravel. Why would we do my bit, and then do gravel, and then do World Cup? Why don't we just do gravel, and then do the World Cup, and do my bit in the World Cup? Because the, the, bit, the bit's the lead. The bit's the yeah, lead. Yeah, the gravel's going to take a long time. <laughs> the bit's the lead. All right. Well, of the- okay. Throw... <laughs> Just leave all this I, in, Spencer. This is the gold. This is the gold no, no. that the people want. I, I this am, is bonus Spencer, content. Spencer, should I you. stop recording and go again? No. All right. I can no, edit. No, no. There's okay. the magic of editing. S- say, say, what do you want to talk about? <clears throat> so, little guy, what do you want to talk about? 